This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of SAG negotiations. <laughs> Take a look and you'll see many date of release migrations. <laughs> Our first stop is the flops then we'll choose the films that bring elation our choices may defy explanation Woo! if you want to view bacon <laughs> it's an audio podcast it's just uh, an audio one take form. one thank you joel that was awesome ah you're welcome welcome to bacon Cell. i'm joel i'm kent and i'm zach we'd like to thank you for listening to our last show oh. our british episode english. What, what cheerio english english specifically yes it's tuesday in it crew dutler on twitter said pip pip cheerio good show we'll do it in the accent pip pip cheerio Good show, gentlemen. Oh, so good. And then <laughs> Sam Ma said, I've never wanted to go to England, and after your show, I still don't. <laughs> but we really were happy to see, like, a lot of people gave their experiences from yeah. England, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, and when I go, I got a lot of good tips. Yeah. Also, I checked our stats, and uh, our lessons dropped by half. Oh, in sorry. England, so that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, we offended everyone. Well, they declared their independence from us. It's probably uh, stemming off of the, the comment from... Jonathan Vascar, Johnny English the Brick, who said, I know a lot about England, and it's clear that you guys don't. <laughs> Accurate. Sorry, sorry, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We're talking about movies that may or may not come out. I really feel like I said that in 2020 at some point, probably three times. Probably uh, so. You know, we're talking about... I the, just got the worst deja vu. It's the fall movie preview. Is this like a PTSD show? I, I've, it feels like a little bit like that. In 2021, didn't we do kind of the same thing? Except Where we for gave different percentages, circumstances. Yeah, of what we yeah. Have, if we thought they were coming out. Because what, what's going on right now, listener, and may still be going on mm-hmm. as of the airing of this date, is that uh, the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild, they've gone on strike and they're not doing any work right now, which means a lot of productions are being pushed back. Yeah. And that could mean any of the things we talk about today may not happen this year. That may not be in the end of 2023. But before we get into that, okay. I do want to bring up what we said during our summer notes. A little recap of what oh, thank you. Thank you. Recap the summer. Yes. Okay. So like last uh, this past summer, I said the ones I wanted to flop were Haunted Mansion, which is doing okay. No. It's got like eight, it's got like half it. Well, no, I guess it's got to go more than that. It, its budget was 157 million. It's made so far 85 million. Yeah. So it still has a long it's way to go. It's kind of dead go. in the water. It, uh, it could go farther. Nope. Strays, I wanted to flop. It had $46 million and it's only made $10 million. Right. So it looks like that one's flopping. Hello. Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, I wanted to flop, but dang worldwide audience. No, still lowest grossing Transformers movie. But still made more than its budget. Mm-hmm. Double its budget. Uh, Fast X, yeah. Uh, that that also, that didn't do as well as the other ones did, no, did it? it yeah. Didn't. Budget $340 million, $708 million at the box office. And then the live action Little Mermaid remake. I wanted that to flop. Its budget was $265 million and it's only made $567 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. And that's probably it for it. Yeah. Which is a modest Maybe breaking profit. even. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, yeah, that was my flops. Yeah, it's interesting. I put Indiana Jones 5 and it lost two to $300 million. Yeah, it did not do well. Uh, no Hard Feelings, just kind of, uh, you know, people forgot about it immediately. Strays, same thing. Little Mermaid just about breaking even and then my number one movie I wanted to flop but I didn't believe it would was The Flash and it, they just released oh. the new budget and I still think it's low end 300 million and on this it one. flopped and so it made bad. what 240 something this is a total flop and I love to see it <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I know isn't that so horrible I know you do yeah I didn't have a formal list at much like I won't for this episode but I'm pretty sure I said that Super Mario Brothers would be the highest grossing movie and you know it's up there. It's doing quite well. For now. For now. It, yeah. it will likely be surpassed as number one this year, uh, but it's, it's done well. I oddly did not do well on my wanted to see list because I said I wanted to see Barbie, but then Ken didn't take me to a screening, so I didn't see it, <laughs> but it's doing really well at the box office. Really well. I said I wanted to see The Flash, which I did. and You wish you hadn't seen it now. I'm Well, see, I didn't hate it, Yeah, but I definitely was like, this is weird. This is bad. And it flopped. So yeah. No big deal there. I still haven't seen Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, dang. Because once again, Ken didn't even do the screening. <laughs> Zach came. Oh, Not sorry, Joel. Joel. Oh. <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer, still have yet to see. And then I did see Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. 
uh, which is doing pretty well at the box office. So you office. saw a movie in May. I saw two <laughs> movies, one in May, one in June. So this is on me just to take you to movies. A little bit. Yeah, bacon sell. My wild card was Last Voyage of Demeter, which just came out last month, which mm-hmm. totally flopped, but I thought it was okay. Barbie, which I haven't seen. You? Oh, you haven't seen it either. Sorry, everyone. I haven't seen uh, it. Well, let's, let's see. I'm a Ken, so that's how it goes. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was my number three, probably where it belongs. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is losing money, probably about $100 million. Which is weird because no one says it's a bad movie. No, it's a good movie. But it's Terrible just not timing. But the timing was so... Like, Tom Cruise was right to fight that IMAX release of Oppenheimer and Barbie because it came out a week and a half before, mm. and it failed because of it. And my number one was Oppenheimer. And man, for a rated R movie about the guy that created everything behind the atomic bomb, this thing is made upwards of $720 million. I thought this movie would lose $100 million because of subject matter. Is it... Uh, it's not as highest gross. It's not Christopher Nolan's highest grossing. It's his grossing. fourth highest grossing movie. Yes, but it's still, Dark it's still will, in box office. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. for what it is. So there's our look back at the summer. And now we're going to look back to the fall and winter to December. From from September to December, any movie in there is fair game. We're going to start off giving our five ones we want to avoid or the ones we want to flop. And then we'll move into happier territory. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's start with your number five, Joel. I teased it at the beginning of this episode. I want Wonka to flop. Why? Uh, uh, tell us about Wonka first. Oh, so yes, Wonka is the uh, prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I love Chocolate prequels. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's being that's going to uh, be quoted now. But this is directed by Paul King, who directed Paddington and Paddington Two. So there oh. is some promise there because we all love I'm Paddington, conflicted. as we mentioned yeah. last episode. <laughs> Indeed. But this stars Timothy Chalamet, Keegan Michael Key, uh, Matt Lucas, Sally Hawkins, Rowan Atkinson, who we talked about last episode, Olivia Coleman, she's in everything, Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. The plot summary does say the story will focus specifically on young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas on one of his earliest adventures. Now, Warner Brothers, they acquired the rights to the character in October 2016, and they've been trying their best Mm -hmm. to get something in the works as soon as possible. Uh, The shortlist of actors was reported to be Timothy Chalamet. He was in there. Also, Donald Glover from Community, Ryan Gosling from Barbie, and Ezra Miller from Jail. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think they went for the new hotness with Timothy Chalamet. And yes. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. I have. But in my opinion, completely miscast. His whimsy is not quite there. It's not Gene Wilder whimsy. And it's not Johnny Depp whimsy. No. Is this a musical? Yes. Well, maybe. Musical elements. Is there CGI Oompa Loompas wagging their, their bums? Mm. I think he's trying to have like this, this spitfire delivery and be a little bit charming at the same time. I don't think he pulls it off. Well, I, I don't, there's also the premise in the trailer it talks about where it's like he goes to build his chocolate factory and they're like, you can't build a chocolate factory here. We already have chocolate factories here. You have to join our HOA of chocolate factories or whatever it is. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> and I was like, I don't get that story. Why would you not have another? I don't know. Uh, by the way, Timothy Chalamet uh, got the role after the director saw his high school YouTube performances. He said that proved his vocal and dancing skills. So the director saw him on, on Timothy Chalamet <laughs> oh. on YouTube and went, yep. Cut it out. It's like, who is the most famous actor for Gen Z? Yeah. Oh, mm, yeah, I went back to YouTube. No. Well, and initially, I, I don't like reboots and and prequels and sequels like right. extended sequels legacy sequels that's what i look for as much they're very that's dangerous territory to be in in my opinion and when i heard this i was immediately kind of like no but then i started watching the trailer and i was like oh kind of has a cool look to it mm-hmm. but by the end of the trailer i was like no nah, i'm out again yeah so number five one to flop is Wonka. and you're not going to watch another trailer so nope. that's what's not sold you on this yeah december 15th i'm not going unless kent takes me to the screen <laughs> kent what's your number five the nun two <laughs> right it's like oh by the way do you think wonka is actually going to come out this year no i think that's going to get pushed My, the odds of that getting pushed odds of it coming out 25 percent. that's pretty low yeah okay the nun 2 100 chance it will release because it's being released on september 8th so right at the beginning of the fall season and the synopsis is 1956 france I just love when it starts off that way, like it's a Law and Order episode. Uh, A priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Phallic, the demon nun. Now, this trailer has been playing. uh, I watched a movie today Mm -hmm. and it was playing on the YouTube ads, every Uh, other ad. And it was like the same couple clips over and over again. And I was like, I'm so done. I'm so done with this. Did you like the first one? 
I did you see, see the first one? one? No. Okay. I, I Have you cared the, about the Conjuring universe at all? I like the Conjuring and the Conjuring Two. Did you like any of the Annabelle movies? Annabelle Creation wasn't bad. I thought it was really good, actually. Yeah. So like three of the eight that yeah. are out now. It's surprising actually okay. how many there are, but I, I haven't watched any of the nuns because I'm like nah. uh, the nun had good. Like I thought there was potential because the Conjuring Two, which features the nun, was yeah. pretty creepy. Yeah, the nun is my seventh worst movie of 2018. I Ooh. hated the nun, but it made 365 million dollars on a 22 million dollar budget. I, I think that's gross. And that granted, is. horror makes money a lot. But that movie was just bad jump scares. And this one they show, and you've seen the trailer now a few yeah. times, they show five jump scares in the trailer, yep. which will be five of the eight jump scares in the movie. Yep. Granted, there's, there's a market for this, but I also think people are refusing to just go to movies anymore except, for dumb reasons. Except this is a scary movie and it'll be out in theaters in October. This may do quite well because it's a horror movie in the theaters in October. <sighs> it makes me upset. And the director doesn't look promising. He's the same guy. His name is Michael Chavez. He did The Curse of La, La Llorona. Mm-hmm. Is it Llorona? Yeah, Llorona. Did I say that right? La Llorona. La- La- <laughs> the crying <laughs> woman. Is that the, is there a song? Yeah. It's in uh, Coco. <laughs> really? Yeah, seriously. It's, it's a, a scary, scary story. Llorona just means crying. Yeah. But it, La Llorona is like a mother who like drowns her kids. Anyways, that's part of the Conjuring universe too. And he also did Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, which is part three, which is not Didn't very like good. like that one. Yeah. So the director, I don't think really knows what he's doing. I do want to see the Conjuring universe succeed, but I think it's kind of past its prime. Well, obviously. Yeah. And it's not going to succeed with the Nun 2. Maybe they could conjure up another hit, Kent. <laughs> I don't want yeah. none of that. Oh, oh, oh I've crossed the line no, Zach, now. Zach, you should say oh. me too. <laughs> me too. Oh, yeah, two. Conjuring Nun mm. 2. Oh, hey. Sorry, everyone. Hey, Kent, what's your number four? It's a Joel joke that he's going to use later in the show. It's trolls band together. This what are you one... talking about? I never joke around about oh, my uh-huh. thoughts and feelings. We're ready for the Joel jokes this time. <laughs> <laughs> but this one has a 100% chance of releasing. Because if you remember the history of the Trolls movie, the second one was like the first movie at the beginning of the pandemic to be released on streaming. And it made so much money because people yeah. were like, oh, we can't go somewhere to eat movie theater popcorn. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? We can watch it at home. And it made a ton of money. And I think it was Paramount that put it out. They were so excited about this. So even if they decide to just move this to streaming at some point, but I think it will be a theater movie, this will be released. So the synopsis of the third Trolls movie, gross. Oh, I even hate saying that. Poppy discovers that Branch was once part of a boy band, Brozone, with his brothers Floyd, John Dory, Spruce, and Clay. But when Floyd is kidnapped, Branch and Poppy embark on a journey to reunite the other brothers and rescue Floyd. That's a lot of names no one cares about, but let me tell you what this movie is selling itself on. 1998 Energy. This is a, a collaboration of Justin Timberlake and a reunion. Who plays Poppy? Who plays po- uh, Branch. Branch. He's Branch, right. Poppy's and he's reuniting... Better with his bandmates NSYNC. Hi, I saw this. Yes, yeah. that is the way they're marketing this is it's an NSYNC reunion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who cares? Who cares, right? Poppy Am cares. I wrong? Children. Poppy cares. Children. No, I mean, they don't why, care why about children NSYNC. Care? I mean, look, they just care about this movie. There I are guess. people that will be happy that NSYNC is making another song because they are writing a new song or two for this movie. But for like the third Trolls movie, that seems like the wrong reason to get back into the business. Mm-hmm. But you know, Joey Fat One is all about <laughs> this. Or Chris Spider Dreads. He's looking for that paycheck. <laughs> don't, don't and Dancing think. with the Stars is not calling. No. It's, what? Wow. It's Joey Fat One. That's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled. Fatone. It's literally been my favorite joke since 1998. Don't take it from me. <laughs> Look up on a fire. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> This is being directed by two guys that have written DreamWorks shorts, so not a lot of experience. And this stars Anna Kendrick, Justin Timberlake, Zoe Deschanel, and Amy Schumer. Oh, no. Period. <laughs> ah, you can't remember. Uh, no. uh, I checked the trailers for this one on YouTube. Comments are turned off. Always a good oh. sign. It's a children's show. That's a, yeah, I'm sure that's show. only why. Oh, listen. There are children's cartoons that are great. Puss in Boots probably doesn't have the comments turned off. It was wonderful. When you upload a YouTube video, it says, is this made for kids or is this not made for kids? And depending on what you pick, that adjusts all the settings. Okay. Puss. You're going to bat for it. Mm. Anyways, Trolls 3. Trolls band together. Is <laughs> it 3? So it was 2 World Tour? Yeah. There wasn't a Trolls 2? Nope. Troll 2. Oh, oh there right. is. There's a Troll 2 There's and it's, a a, two. it's amazing. Oh, it's yes. great. Yeah. Joel, what's your number four? Kent, who created the Conjuring Universe? James Wan. He also created Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> oh, ouch. Joel. If the mid credit sequence of The Flash is any indicator as to the quality of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, 
I have low, low expectations mm-hmm. for this. And truthfully, I was not enamored or enamored uh, with... Uh, <laughs> Wait, no more is Marvel. Ma- Mantis? Who's the, the villain? It doesn't matter. The joke, well, Joel, the joke worked. Move on. Okay. Uh, but I, I just think this is... I, I didn't like the first one as much, and I don't... This is like the end of the DCU. This is called the 15th and final installment in the DC Extended Universe. Mm-hmm. This is the last... Uh, Jason Momoa, not Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill. Um, Amber Heard's in here. Yeah, Amber Heard is in this movie. I heard in this movie, her dogfish steps on a bee. Um, <laughs> anyway, wow. plot summary, by the way. Dogfish? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Plot it's summary. It's a catfish. It's got to be a dogfish. Uh, the Plot Unknown, sequel to 2008 film Aquaman. That's the quality of, of entertainment we're getting here. Do I think this is going to get pushed back? I don't know. Because this was supposed to release in December of 2022, but it was moved to March of 2023, and now December of 2023. They just need to put it out and be done with it. They do. James Gunn wants to move on. I think, and that's the reason I'm giving this maybe a 57% chance of releasing. I think that's pretty good. I'd say 35, but I think 57 sounds good. Because of that reason, though, James James Gunn wants to cut off the DCU, and he's like, let's just put it out there. Don't need to to promote it. Even though... This will fail regardless of when it comes out because exactly. yeah. the first so one put it out. made over a billion dollars. But will dollars. it fail because Jason Momoa, Aquaman, Arthur Curry himself mm-hmm. developed the story pitch while he was filming the first Aquaman. Oh, no. That is, That's horrible He news. gave it to Warner Brothers and said, here, here's my picture I want you to make. I couldn't be more scared now. <laughs> I wrote the story on a napkin. Yeah. Here you go. In a cave. He can <laughs> read the script. <laughs> Uh, also, but uh, it says starring, and it's like Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, and I'm like, they they were in the first movie. Are they coming back for this one? But they also got Dolph Lundgren and uh, Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. and so I just don't think Aquaman and Lost Kingdom is going to do well. And I'm, I I don't really care to see it. I think it's it's going to flop anyway. So I put it on my list. Cause I'm like, yeah, I want it to flop, flop because it's underwater. I, I want it to flop. Ah, fish. yeah, I want it to flop because <laughs> they basically pulled the plug on DC on the D, the DC movies. Yeah. And now it's like, well, what's the point with, of watching With James this? Gunn announcing that they're rebooting everything, people just don't care. Which is weird because standalone end. movies shouldn't be a, a killer, but because it was like building on something and now that building is no longer going anywhere. The dumbest thing about this is that movie that came out in 2018 that was a surprise smash success. Made a billion dollars. No one thought that that movie and could And the worldwide there. audience could save this from flopping. But, but also, well, that's true. But think about like... China likes the ocean. And, and I appreciate people taking time for sequels, but like good sequels... Five years later for a sequel to this movie? Yeah. That's way too long. It's way too long. I agree. Yeah. I still haven't seen that Aquaman movie. Care I don't too? Okay. I, I don't. Visually, kind of fun. That's about it. Yeah. I don't better, like Jason Better Malone. underwater effects than uh, Little Mermaid live action reboot. Oh, well, easily. I, that, I mean, that come either. on. Film something like Kitty Pool. It looks better. <laughs> Joel, what's your number three? My number three is the longest title we have here. It is The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Comes out November 17th. Silly. Uh, this is directed by Francis Lawrence, who did I Am Legend, and he also did Catching Fire and Mockingjay Part 1 and 2 and Red Sparrow. He's got a thing for That's birds. That's promising. <laughs> yeah. That's promising, though. Not really. Because he did Catching Fire. I think Catching, catching Fire, fire is, is like very good. The best one of the bunch yes. in that list I just read. P- pitching Hope and Catching Fire. <laughs> uh, this stars Tom Blythe, Rachel Ziegler, Peter Dinklage, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Viola Davis. The plot summary... <laughs> Coriolanus Snow, there you go, mentors and develops feelings for the female District 12 tribute during the 10th Hunger Games. And this is based on... You don't say he stalks her. Weird. Well, this is... Weird. This yeah, is Rachel Ziegler's going to come out and say that this is a... Uh, it's not like... It's it's an update <laughs> to Hunger Games. Oh, Hunger yeah. Games is like 11 years old. It's so outdated. So outdated. Hey, that's the age of Rachel Ziegler, okay? Let's not, <laughs> let's get after her for things that were before she was born. But this is the, the prequel. This is the how President Snow came to be. What prequel would you want to see? How President Snow came to be or how the Capitol came into power? Like the war and rebellion before the Hunger Games. And it may have some of that too. I actually haven't read the book of Battle Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. It's apparently not good. It's set 64 years before the events of the film. And this the last time a Hunger Games movie came out was 2015 mm-hmm. in the middle of Bacon Cell's Tournament of Villains, episodes 33 and 34. That's how long we've waited for this prequel to come out. And that huge gap to me just... We've waited. I, I haven't mm. been waiting. When they said they were I mean, doing a Hunger Games prequel, I'm like, really? As far as I'm aware, that last Hunger Games movie was Mockingjay 2. Yeah. It... it Pretty much bombed, right? Yes. After the 
second movie, that franchise just lost all its steam. Well, the problem is the source material, to be honest. Yeah. The Hunger Games books, by the time you get to the end, they really peter out. And the movies had to kind of go along with that. And so they followed that same path of like, wow, this is really good. Oh, it's getting less good. Oh, Do you think bad. the star power of Jennifer Lawrence helped that movie? Yes. Or that series? Yes, yeah. definitely. I, I think because that, it doesn't it's not all that original after the no. first movie. And right? well, okay. Then this is can't I know you by have, the way, this is also my number three. Okay. Uh, straight up. Is it? Yeah, I want this movie to to really fail. And I think there's a fifty percent chance this is released in theaters. Yeah, I'm actually this is November, and so mm-hmm. I'm like they they could sneak it in there, they could push it to December. I think it may come out just to get people in theaters. So I'm giving this actually a forty two percent. Okay. Uh, I think it may come out. I'm going to put less than 50% chance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I still think it's going to get pushed because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know pushed, why. I could see this one getting pushed to like the that early summer slot, uh, yeah. like, like uh, you know, April. I think the problem is is because actors cannot uh, promote their own movie. Yeah. That that's maybe why this is specifically pushed. Because they the, want this maybe to be the money earner. for Rachel Ziegler not to be promoted. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the production company's happy. Does Jason Schwartzman, does he play the dad of Stanley Tucci? Flickerman? Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I should I, look this up. I haven't up done more into Because this. in the trailer, he plays the, the Caesar Flickerman character. But I don't know if it's the same mm. character or his dad. Because he would be very old, considering the main character on this one turns into Donald Sutherland. Yes. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Kent. I don't care about any of that. Meaning what? <laughs> like, this is just... This, is, this to me, is completely nonsense. Uh, uh, like unnecessary the prequel garbage cash grab prequel mm-hmm. this this should not okay. exist should I, I games, do not think people should there be a, a hunger games world at all meaning before like the rebellion or way post no. uh katniss hand is played oh, that, okay that, so like, it's done. that genre is dead proved by maze runner and all those other divergent divergent like that that genre is dead there's no reason to explore this do you think audiences will feel the same way yes I think this movie will not, not, I don't necessarily want it to bomb. I think it will bomb because nobody's asking. And watch, it's going to make so much money. <laughs> I wonder. And people might look at it and go, oh, I remember that from 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Well, and that's why I feel like, mm. I feel like all the fans of the Hunger Games who were fans back then have kind of grown up and moved on. It's and not I, one that sticks with you. It's not like a Harry Potter, right? It's like people grew up with Harry Potter and kept it. Yeah. Nobody's like, oh, I cherish my Hunger Games book that I had. And it's like, oh, I've, Kind of grown out of that. Mm-hmm. There's like just a lot of toxic relationships. You know, it's more akin to Twilight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. More Twilight. Yeah. yeah. I mean. All right. Well, for my number two, I'm copying Joel. It's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. This one, this one comes out December 20th. But like I said, I think it's a pretty slim chance that it is actually released. But Zach, you bring up a good point. Why not just burn it off? Why yeah, not it really just, should get, just go. put everything in the garbage disposal and move on with a new yeah, DCU? Clearly, they don't care about having good effects in their movies. Yeah. Based on Flash. Uh, very true. So they don't need to put a big, big uh, bit of you know polish. And on it. we have no synopsis. We have no trailer to hype everything up. I think it's just going to quietly be released and maybe even be written off. And I think we kind of know that Jason Momoa is being recast in the new DCU as Lobo, right? Like he's going to play a different character, and that's going to confuse people even more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it worked out just fine for Chris Chris Evans in sure. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's true, right? He was he was Johnny Storm, mm-hmm. Human Torch in one universe, and suddenly became Captain America. It worked out just fine for him because it was. Good casting. Yeah. But I just think this whole movie's been sabotaged. And maybe it was just never good. Joel, like you said, it was written by Jason Momoa. This one has had several... I wouldn't say written. The story story was pitched. There have been several cuts and... He can't write. You know that. (laughs) I mean, probably not. But there there have been several reshoots, like several rounds of reshoots, because they've had test screenings, and it's always done horrible. And then they went in last year, and they added Ben Affleck's Batman, because they, after The Flash and with The Flash, they were like, you know what? Maybe we'll go back to Affleck and Cavill and, and get out. And James Gunn cut any Ben Affleck reference mm. in this one. Because they, they do just want to burn it off. And you know what? Probably fine. If they're actually going to reboot everything, probably fine. But you know what? Nobody wants to invest in something that's already dead. I think the fact that they've already released Blue Beetle to like no, yeah. no hype, right. no nothing. They don't care. Just get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. I think they'll do that with this. I no think question. so too. How much do we think it'll make? If the other one made $1 billion, even with Worldwide... Do we think this one will make four hundred to five hundred million? Uh, what did Flash do? Uh, Two hundred sixty. I think it'll be around there. Maybe slightly better than that. That's it. That's it. Like three hundred million. Five hundred tr- sounds fair because it's effects heavy, and that always does well overseas. If it is effects heavy, we don't know. China loves the ocean. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's just all based on overseas. It does hit that half million mark. Yeah, but I don't want it. To I don't think the domestic numbers are going to be very. Good. I love that superhero fatigue is a thing. I actually really like it because I want it to go away for a long time. Sure, you do. I do. Bring back the Western, baby. Oh, I'd love that. Joel, what's your number two? 
My number two is from the same director as Candyman. Not the original, which was terrible. The new one, which was also terrible. Uh, <laughs> this is The Marvels, directed by Nia DaCosta. Now, this stars uh, Brie Larson as Carol Danvers. Teona Paris as Monica Rambeau. Eamon Villani as Kamala Khan. And then you get uh, Samuel Jackson in there as well. And the plot summary says, Carol Danvers uh, gets her powers entangled with those of Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau, forcing them to work together to save the universe. It's the sequel to Captain Marvel and a continuation of the television series Miss Marvel. And? And the 33rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Isn't it also a continuation of Secret Invasion? Yes. Kind of, yes. So you now, in order to watch and enjoy this movie, Mm -hmm. you have to have seen uh, Captain Marvel, the Mm -hmm. movie. You have to have seen uh, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. You have to have seen Miss Marvel. Marvel, and you have to have seen Secret Invasion. Right. Well, and that's that's it. why this is my like. I, I was, if I had a list, it'd be number one. I want this. I one. was meh on on Captain Marvel. Yeah, I I didn't like Monica uh, Rambeau the character. Uh, I don't think Taylor Paris is that good of an actress no. in in that role. They'll or never in, know in what you did for them. Well, uh, and then I didn't watch Miss Marvel. I, my kids did. Yeah. I didn't. No one really did. And so this this movie it, and also Kent, you have mentioned, and Zach, I believe you too that you were not a fan of the visual effects in Ant-Man Quantumania. No. It's this movie's fault. Because hmm. this movie was originally supposed to be a releasing around the time Ant-Man released. They, they got to a point where they said, hey, you're further along production, Ant-Man. We're going to kick you into high gear and release you early. And then we're pushing Marvels down the road farther because that's going to be our bigger movie. Sure. And so they probably had to scrimp and, and save and rush all the visual effects on that movie because they're like, oh, we got to hurry. We got to get it out. So you can blame... Modoc on the Marvels. <laughs> I blame Modoc for most things. Yeah. And this is another movie that has been kicked down the road so many times. I think they are just going to release it, if not in theaters, on Disney Plus. There's no You think they would do that. There's no precedent for that with Marvel. There's not, but at the same time, I'm like, if they can't promote it, if they can't do it, but they want to get it out to tie it in so people don't forget about Ms. Marvel. Isn't it weird the perception of releasing something on Disney Plus like that would probably be seen as a gift? Like, it'd be a boon for but, the brand. They'd be like, cool, big budget movie. We get day one. How cool is that? Yeah. But it will, there will actually yeah. be a lot of negative press. Right? Maybe they'll try the premium streaming well, they, thing. Yeah, that's what they did with Black Widow, right? Yeah. Because they, they didn't have... And Cruella. Yeah, they didn't have theaters to release them in. Yeah. So they released them home for 30 bucks. Yeah. Mm. They may do that again, but I'm actually giving this a 76%, 76% chance of coming out. Well, do you have uh, honorable mentions to throw out there before we get to number one? Uh, I do, and I'll give my number one right after. Okay. Uh, so I have The Exorcist Believer. It's a reboot slash sequel to The Exorcist. With the soundtrack by Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Believer. 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 Uh, this, is, uh, this has the mom from The Exorcist, and she's a character in this one. Kind of weird. And it's by the people that were behind the Halloween remake Blah. trilogy. Yeah. Rob really horrible. No. That's worse, but this is slightly less worse. Uh, Wonka's on there. Next Goal Wins, which is, uh, which will probably be delightful, but it's Taika Waititi's uh, But it's got movie. Michael Fassbender in it. Michael Fassbender. It's a soccer movie. It yeah. looks cute. Give me non-Marvel Taika Waititi. He's You're right. right. Okay. Jojo Rabbit's an enjoyable movie. And then also Wish, which is Disney's new animated movie, which I don't know if it will come is out. That a, is there a dragon in that one? No. I, I a little tiny anymore. creature, whatever. My number one, though, I'm just going to jump right in. It's the Marvels. Uh, meant to release on November 10th. I give this one a 41% chance of releasing because it is not going to get an IMAX release. The president of IMAX mm. said, you know what, we're going to give this to another movie, which is a big sci-fi epic, and they've booked all of our screenings, and we're going to keep you, it with them. You can't them. say the word Dune? No, I cannot, because that's a tease. It's, t- it's Tune. Oh, yes, Tune. Tune. The Worm Boogie. I think they may try to push this back to maybe March because it was meant to release on July 8th, 2022, November 11th, 2022, February 17th, 2023, July 28th. Now to November, I think they're just going to keep pushing it. This is a movie that is almost cursed, and the stars definitely don't help that process. Nope. Uh, it does have the star of a billion-dollar movie, but then two other TV actors from Disney Plus shows that no one really saw. And I think this will be similar to Aquaman, where people will be like, yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw the first one, it was fine. Um, I'm good. You know, and this one has had so many behind the scenes disputes uh, with Brie Larson, who honestly probably should have just got Captain Marvel, too, because that movie made a billion dollars. Yeah. And it says just that's the Marvels. It's fine. No, I I think if it was Captain Marvel, too, I would have more interest in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I saw the first Captain Marvel in in theaters. I thought it was fine. Yeah. But 
I, the fact that I have to do so much homework going into this means it is a guaranteed I will never watch this movie. Yeah, but here's the thing. The director really made this movie stand out by saying that this Marvel movie will be hilarious and lighthearted. Joel, what's your you number so? one? <laughs> well, I did have one honorable mention I wanted to bring up. Okay. Uh, Expend for Bulls. Expend for Bulls. <laughs> Expend yes. for Bulls. It's Expend the fourth. for Bulls. <laughs> it sounds like a vitamin or something. I just looked at, I mean, this came out, it's supposed to come out on September 22nd, and it just seems like that it's tired. They should have ended at three. It wasn't even great at three. I thought two was good, and that's where they should have stopped. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like a trilogy makes sense. I, sure. It used to be. That's what Hollywood did. they do a trilogy, and they were like, we're done. And now it's like, how long can we stretch this out? Yeah. And I feel like that's what this is. To the point where the new cast aren't really just the, the old standbys that we all love. The reason we saw The Expendables. It was old action heroes, mm-hmm. and now it's Megan Fox? Yeah. What? I know. He's not an action hero. Right. But no, my number one, Kent, you were absolutely wrong. This is Trolls Band Together. Okay, there we go. Why? Why? Why do you hate it so much? Well, and okay, I want to bring this up because the Marvels, the one thing that does intrigue me is the plot where the fact that they switch powers or switch places every time they use their powers. I'm like, that's kind of a fun dynamic. Okay. I might enjoy seeing that. But Trolls Band Together, I have despised the Trolls movies since the (laughs) beginning one. And I hated it. I, I don't even know if I watched the second one. My kids may have, but I just was like, I don't ever want to see another Trolls movie again. Mm-hmm. But Justin Timberlake, back in 2020, expressed interest in participating in future Trolls movies. And he said, quote, I hope we make like seven Trolls movies because it literally is the gift that keeps on giving. What? You know what? So is dysentery. Okay. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Something? Chill. This is not a this gift. This is the Oregon Trail. This is awful. <laughs> Don't keep making these movies. I like that like was in his quote because it sounds like a Justin Timberlake thing to say. Yeah, it was during the Apple Music takeover. He said that. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. It's bringing money back. No, he said He said it, is liter- it literally is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, well, it's not the movie that keeps on giving. Can we trade him to Gen Z? Sure. <laughs> you you guys good with that? Yeah, it's fine. Sure. Let's move into the top now, yes. gentlemen. Your top five. The ones we want to see that are coming out in theory. Yes. Theoretically, again, with the score. Kent, start us off with your number five. Spoiler alert. My list is all about directors. And I guess typically that is generally my choices. Anymore, I figured I'm not an actor person. I'm a director person. That's That's what draws me to a project. And so we're going to go with probably the most hit and miss director on this list. Ridley Scott. It's Ridley Scott. It's Ridley Scott. So Napoleon is the movie that is my number five. Is that the sequel to Dynamite? (laughs) It's a prequel, actually. Oh, Napoleon. Before Napoleon Dynamite, Dynamite. there was Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) And so this one is meant to come out on November 22nd. And there's two Napoleon, two Dynamite. And there's just Dynamite 7. Yep. Napoleon Dynamite Drift. Yeah. yeah. Kip X. Oh, Ki- I'd watch Kip X. <laughs> Kip X. <laughs> the Uncle Rico Extended Universe. Why is Uncle Rico in those movies, though? He should be in the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Don't you think that's like a natural I move? Bet I, can, I bet I can drive a car over those mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and he could, because the movie would allow him to. Napoleon synopsis is... <laughs> The film takes a personal look at Napoleon Bonaparte's origin and his swift, ruthless climb to an emperor viewed through the prism of his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love, Josephine. Wow. Say so that 10 times fast. Yeah, right. Uh, that movie, if it would get an automatic A minus grade from me if at the closing credits, uh, Abba's Waterloo starts playing. Oh, man. Oh, that would be so cool. Can they at least slow it down for the trailer? They should. Waterloo. Is Eddie Vedder doing it? Yeah, Scott Stapp and Eddie Vedder. Ooh. Yeah, pretty amazing. And Chad Kroger is in the... Could you imagine that collaboration? (laughs) I'd be so happy. (laughs) Anyways, this movie, by the way, there's also a theme here. It's this two hours and 38 minutes, which is one of the shortest movies of 2023. So yay. And it's starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. Ridley Scott, like I said, hit and miss. But when he hits, it is incredible. And his recent or his only work with Joaquin Phoenix was as Emperor Commodus and Gladiator. Yeah. And kind of put Joaquin Phoenix on the map. It really did. Well, the fact that Ridley Scott is, I believe, also working at least in some capacity on a Gladiator 2. That's his surefire flop. Which means that there's a is better it, chance that is this is going to be good. Well, it's like you, you know, really think that movie's going to flop because the the expectations are so like big, a, and everyone nobody, be like, "Where's Maximus?" Yeah, like 300 was a great movie. Nobody watched the other, the sequel. You're right. Nobody cared about it. Yeah. Right. So I think it's going to be similar. But I, I think because again, Ridley Scott's so hit and miss. I think he's working but, on his flop, which means this one is. But the, be the question good. is, will people want to see a main character like Napoleon? We. Oui? 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, well, will they care to see kind of a ruthless guy grow into power? Well, what has Joaquin Phoenix done lately? Was Joker, Joker his last thing? Which was a no, he had that thing. one. Bo is afraid. Yeah, Bo which is, is definitely an indie movie. But sure. Joker would be the iconic. So role. this is his first big movie since Joker. Yeah, but he's he, got Joker two coming out. He's a draw. And a draw. as long as this is, did Ridley Scott do Noah or was that somebody else? No, that was Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, as long as it's, as long as it's not weird, I think this movie will do well. I'm pretty excited to see Vanessa Kirby in a role like this. Uh, she's in been in the Mission Impossible movies. She's the pink one, sucks up other creatures, takes their powers. That's Kirby, the <laughs> Nintendo character. <laughs> I, I almost agreed with you, but <laughs> <laughs> probably she has blonde hair. Yeah. Anyways, she's I, been in Fast Furious movies too, right? No. Regardless whether this is a good movie or not, the scope will be big. Yeah. And I think that's what Ridley Scott does really well. So far, based on the trailers, I think it's going to be a very yes. good looking movie. 72% chance this will be released this year. And the only reason they'll push it till next year is they'll want a little bit more money because it probably costs a lot of money and the Oscars might already be swallowed up by other directors. Like Fast and Furious like presents Hobbs and Shaw. Is she in that? She's in that. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I knew she was in a Fast So and I think 72% chance this is released. All right. Makes sense. Joel, what's your number five? Uh, my number five, I'm going gritty and dark as well. I'm doing Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie. There's a Paw Patrol movie. September I knew 29th. that was coming. It's directed by Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I would have so watched that. <laughs> a Paw Patrol movie. Sicario 3, <laughs> Paw Patrol. No, my, uh, my real pick is Dune Part 2. Okay. Editor's note. We recorded this episode a day before we found out about the re-release of Dune Part 2, which is moving to March 15th, 2024. This timeline is the worst. Now, Kent, you're over there. Joel, you didn't really like the first Dune movie. Literally took the words out of my mouth. And I, yeah, you'd say, you, <laughs> literally like, literally like, took the words out of my mouth. The thing about Dune is that I didn't quite enjoy it. Maybe it's because it was two parts of a story. Mm -hmm. Because I felt completely lost, but it was also very visually amazing. Mm -hmm. And so, and I trust Denis Villeneuve. Right. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Because the first one, as we know, and this, that movie did it better than, I think, the 80s one is it was, let's drop you into universe. Here's all the exposition for 30 yes. minutes. And they did say the first movie was more contemplative, whereas mm -hmm. the second movie is going to have more action. It's going to be an epic war movie, right. which I think that's intriguing as well. And I'm hoping by the time I finish that one, I'll understand the plot of the movies. Because <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh, by the way, uh, Dune, the plot summary, Paul Atreides unites with the Keani and, and the Freeman while seeking revenge against conspirators who destroyed his family. Mm -hmm. It's the sand one with the things in the nose. It's, yeah, and the worm. When you, when you have to walk without rhythm. I hate, I hate, attract the I worm. hate sand. I've never watched Dune. Because of course. course. <laughs> because I hate, I've realized in the last like month that I just hate sand. You were the chosen one. I know. I'm, I'm, me and Anakin, you know, we're buddies now. Yeah. Sand is the worst. But no, Dune Part 2 is one that intrigues me oddly, but I couldn't put it higher on my list because the first Are one. Are you worried? I think they'll finish the story. Are you worried that they're gearing up to a Part 3 though? Yes. Yeah. If it starts with like Part 2 of 3. Yeah. But it, won't, it won't. Right? It but won't. But it still could lead to the conclusion of the story. Yeah. What's your number four, Joel? Uh, this is my wild card pick. So I'm choosing Saw X. I've only seen like uh, the Chris first Rock two, this one? and I jumped to ten, and I think that's a actually, good way to go. That's actually fine because this movie takes place between Saw and Saw Two. <gasps> this is the story of Jigsaw. So Tobin Bell is coming. Like I know too much about this movie. He's coming back because he died in number three. Spoiler alert. He's coming back um, to play a version of him uh, twenty years ago. Um, yeah. Uh, I would watch that. Are they, are they, <laughs> no, wait. yes, that's the story. I kind of like the first three Saw movies. Are they going to give me like, you like a, three? Uh, not as much. I like that, the first that's dark. Two. I love the first two. The first two. The three first one has some very interesting good things. Thrillers. Dark. Yes, and then it just gets really. Yucky. Okay, this is my joke pick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about your jokes. Not, you got no, me. I'm, I'm not looking forward like, to Saw Ten. Like, Saw's not it's, bad. It's Saw X, by the way. Yeah, Saw like X. Kip X. Yeah, and Fast. <laughs> but X. it's Fast Ten. Fast X. But no, I, this is my wildcard pick because I'm choosing a movie called Dream Scenario. Now this what? is yes. Uh, this uh, follows Hipster over here. This this is a movie uh, directed. I don't even know Christopher Borgley is what his name is. The director. <laughs> I like but who it, it's starring. It follows. Well, no, it follows a professor. They call him like schlubby, schlubby professor who becomes an overnight celebrity after appearing in everyone's dream. And oh, yeah, I did something about this. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And Julian Nicholson and Michael Sarah and Tim Meadows and Dylan Baker. Yeah. So this is going to premiere at the at the 2023 Toronto International Film Festival in September, but it's not going to come to theaters till November. But this is seems like kind of this weird 
indie-ish. And all I have really to go on this is a picture of Nicolas Cage as this old, balding, fat guy. And his car behind him. So Nicolas Cage. Yeah. (laughs) And his car behind him has loser spray painted on it. And the premise of just him appearing in everyone's dreams, I'm like, well, but why? And then seeing Nicolas Cage there is that I went, I'm intrigued by this. Mm -hmm. So I put it on my list as number four. Ken, you're going to have to see it and let me know. I hope it's one of those movies that is actually worth seeing because there are half, 70% of Nicolas Cage movies There's that no one ever sees. There's a whole community episode where it's like, is Nicolas Cage brilliant or awful? Yeah. And that's, that's the debate. So this could be good. It could be bad. But I'm Truly. just like, you know what? This is one, this is one where I had, you know, the one, the movie, I was going through the movies. I'm like, yeah, this one, this one, this one. And then I saw that one and it kept popping up in my head. I'm like, I got to put it on the list. Mm-hmm. So dream scenario. Kent, what do you have for your number four? Killers of the Flower Moon. All right. This well, Scorsese? One, yeah, Scorsese. Uh, this is, once again, another big director. October 20th is the release date for this. But the problem here is it's owned by Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Is it getting a wide release? It's called Apple Max. Uh, it, it Apple Max X. I hate that so much. It is probably getting a release of maybe a week because they want this to be an Oscar movie. Yeah. yeah, And it was made to be an Oscar movie. So the synopsis is, members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. This is three hours and 26 minutes. Who stars in this, Kent? Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, Brendan Fraser, oh, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. And Jesse Plemons. And Jesse Plemons. I mean, come on. Now, um, has there been anything more on this movie release since <laughs> the one picture? <laughs> No, there's been a trailer. There's an actual trailer. I, I watched the trailer. Let me tell no, you. The, the joke is they released the picture a year ago, and oh, it's just yeah. he and his wife sitting at the table. Yeah. And that was it. And then no. the trailer came I out. watched the trailer, and I'll tell you what, I, I really needed that pick-me-up. It really made me happy. <laughs> Laughed out loud Wait, Don't you love times. panoramic shots of things burning, though? Because oh. that was kind of the trailer. This trailer was heavy. It's very heavy. It's based off a very popular book. I trust Scorsese, and this has been long been a passion project for him. I'm a little worried about the streaming release. I think it could get ignored, but I'm hoping that he says, look at Oppenheimer, look how much money it made. But three hours and 26 minutes is pushing it. But I think he may realize he could get some money if he keeps it in theaters for a little bit longer. But Apple has had good success with Oscar movies. They have. So good work. Cinematography is great. The cast is stacked. This one will be truly probably a great film worth watching one time. Yeah. So... That's most Scorsese's work, mm, in my opinion. I love some. But yeah, this one will be too heavy. Joel, you're right. It will just be too heavy and sad. It's very, it seems very heavy. Kent, what's your number three? We're going to remove of the flower of moon. It's the killer. Have you guys heard about the this killer. at all? Brandon Flowers? <laughs> yeah, it's just the story. So he left the band yeah. and he just became killer. Mr. Yeah. 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 The killers no of, longer the, of the plural. flower moon. Yes. What? Brandon, what? So the killer stars Michael Fassbender. Until Swinton, directed by David Fincher. This is, uh, is this a Netflix one? This is a Netflix movie. Yeah. This didn't cross my radar. What's this one about? After a fateful near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt he insists isn't personal. Very vague. Yeah. But this is a hitman story. Obviously, the, the job goes wrong for whatever reason. Wait, who stars it? You said Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Until Swinton. Yeah. yeah, and this is That's David... A- David Fincher, David Fincher in his first movie for a while. Yeah, yeah David Fincher, a- he's the director of... Uh, Gone Girl. Seven. Social, Social Network. Network. Yeah. Yeah, very few films, but uh, I'm pretty stoked. They, yeah, like I said, November 10th, the best part about this movie, an hour and 53 minutes. So that's kind of nice. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are scoring this oh, movie. Oh, that's good. It's a very good thing. <laughs> yeah. this, I didn't hear this one. This might have been my list. Yeah, it the just killer? came out with the trailer last week. So check Did that I out. Watch that? And I've missed Michael Fassbender. He, like, yeah. honestly... He did, dark. and yet you put one of his movies in your least. You wanted to flop. I mean, it's true, but he did Dark Phoenix in 2019, and then just disappeared. And even before I wonder that, if he, he wanted to dip lot. after the X Men thing. He's like, I want people to forget that that's what I did. Maybe, and I want to do whatever I want. Yeah. So honestly, having two movies this end of year season, like it's a pretty good sign. Wait, what was the other one? It was Next Goal Wins, oh, which true. is comedic, and then Killer, which is not comedic yes, whatsoever. Exactly. But David Fincher, he really has an eye for editing. And I think this movie will feel really tight. And I've needed a movie. I don't know if it will feel like this, but I loved The Accountant so much in 2016. I wanted a movie like that for a while. I'm hoping this one takes that maybe on a darker edge. That'd be great. I like that movie. I just added the trailer to my watch later list. Perfect. Joel, what's your number three? My big fat Greek wedding three. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Finally. You know, I, when a movie is the third movie in the franchise and it has three in the title, it's usually the best one of the franchise. Is it Greek three? Yeah. My big fat Greek wedding. Three wedding. Three wedding. 
Uh, no. You know, but, here's the thing. That movie is going to be terrible. Okay. Yeah. Well, what? number two was not great. No. Like, it was bad. Number one's so cute. I love number ah, one. I it, love reminds, it. it reminds me of the Provo Dolly Theater. Ha! <laughs> because I saw it at that time. That's probably right. It's, it's, there, a, it's yeah. a Playtone record. Guys, that's my joke pick because and this may seem <laughs> like a, we're talking more about your joke pick. This may seem my, my this may seem like my joke pick, but I assure you, gentlemen, it is not because I did choose Five Nights at Freddy's. Really? Yes. Hold on. Really? No. I'll tell you why. You can have two jokes in a row. No, <laughs> it's, it's because of Matthew Lillard. Oh, truly, actually, and Josh Hutcherson. Uh, no, this is Peter? one of those that I I this is based on the video game franchise of Five Nights at Freddy's, which is nothing but jump scares. I've never really been interested in the games. I don't play them. I've seen them played. And it's just, you sit in a room and wait for something to jump mm-hmm. out and scare you. That's it. But I am interested in the lore when I started kind of learning a little more about how Freddy Fazbear came to be. Yeah. And there's the whole intricate thing. And I thought, you know what? This could be a fun way to get into the lore of Five Nights and Freddy's. And it's being created by the creator of the game. So it's not going to be like they take it and change the story completely. But this also could be a fun horror movie to watch with my older kids. They are not into the games. They know about them and they've expressed some interest. And I'm like, you know what? I'd like to see Five Nights at Freddy's. It's weird that it's taken this long. Yes. You know, it's taken so long that they made a spinoff, or like not even a spinoff movie, a parody movie with Willy's Wonderland with yep. Nicolas Cage a couple years ago. It was awful. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. So I'm hoping with the creator behind it, it could actually reach the fans at the very least. And this does feel, and that's why I felt a little bad putting on there, because this does feel like a late, to, late, late comer to the I party. Yeah. Like Angry Birds coming out like after people had all unshouldered sure. from their phone. This, however, it's going to be uh, released simultaneously in theaters and on Peacock. Oh. Which is not going to do good for the box office. Hey, that will make it easy for you to see, though, because my kids have said the same thing. They're like, will you see this and then let us know if we can watch it? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, for sure. So, Kent, you watch it. Let me know if I can watch it. Okay. And I'll watch it and let me see if my kids can watch it. <laughs> Deal. Whole chain of events there. Joel Ezra Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling name. me you want to see Five Nights at Freddy's? FNAF, as the kids call it. More... Then Dune? <laughs> Editor's note. Turns out he was right. So here's the thing, Zach. <laughs> Listen, if the sandworms jump scared him, he'd be all about it. I am not smart enough to understand Dune. I understand. Jump, jump, make go scare. Jump, scare, jump, go, jump ah. scare me. Me go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> me like, ah. All right. Well, what's your number two, Joel? <laughs> My number two was uh, there's a there was a moment in this trailer when i went wait what and it's because i chose the exorcist believer (laughs) see he's on a scary movie kick five nights at freddy's does something that's really devious exorcist go ah (laughs) that's that's the title exorcist (laughs) go ah yeah vomit go everywhere Uh, no but i did pick a horror movie a thriller more Mm -hmm. as my number two I chose A Haunting in Venice. Now, the okay. reason why... The, the most surprising why, trailer ever. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It piqued my interest because I'm watching this trailer and it's this... It, the movie was called A Haunting in Venice and I was looking at the trailer. I was expecting something like A Haunting in Connecticut or A Haunting in Georgia Part 2, Connecticut. Um, I don't know what they subtitled that <laughs> yeah, one. But that Ghost of terrible. Georgia. That's it. Um, but it was terrible. But then I went, okay, this is going to be another standard uh, kind of reenacted real life story. Yeah. And as I'm watching it and it's going on, Tina Fey shows up. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is Tina Fey doing in a horror movie like what are, this? What are other prominent actors doing And then here? you get, yeah. Then people like Michelle Yeoh. And I'm like, oh, she's in this too? What movie franchise has a bunch of random stars? And then together. all of a sudden, Kenneth Branagh walks in as Hercule Perrault. With, with the mustache. With wow. the mustache. Which, if you don't know who he is, he's from Murder on the Orient Express. He's on uh, Death on the Nile. Spoilers. Pause. He shaved the mustache. Pause. Paused. You didn't like... Murder on the Orient Express. I did not. Which I did. I what? gave it, like it, it? 2.5 stars. Oh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And then Death and Nile, we can all agree, it's horrible. I have not really seen it. Quite bad. How is this your number two? And how is it higher than Five Nights at Freddy's? And Tune. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and, but here's the thing. It is, it is based on the 1969 novel Halloween Party by Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. I know this name's better. I yeah. am an Agatha Christie fan. Yeah. And then the summary is, in post-World War II Venice, Perot, now retired and living in exile, reluctantly attends a seance. But when one of the guests is murdered, it is up to the former detective to once again uncover the killer. So I'm like, horror movie, whodunit, could be fun. 
And the fact that the trailer surprised me and I was not completely put off by seeing Kenneth Branagh walk in, who is directing it, by the way. He's also directing this. Uh, He also directed uh, Thor and Hamlet and Henry V and Artemis Fowl and Cinderella. Wow. Okay. Fowl. Yeah. More like (laughs) Like Fowl. Emphasize it. And it's like, (laughs) we get it. But yeah, a haunting event. I've been eating that at horse for years. (laughs) It really did pique my interest to the point where I went, yeah, I want to see that now because the trailer surprised me. It really is uh, one of the more fun trailers I've seen. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. what am I watching? Did did I just get uh, Rick rolled? Yeah. Like, is what, this what an SNL heck? skit? What's happening here? <laughs> what? Yeah. Because they even made, they financed a third movie anyways. Yeah. It's because weird. Death on the Nile was so bad and mm-hmm. it came out in an awkward time. Yeah. Like, ugh. ugh. Yeah. I blame Army Hammer. Well, I was going to say, I, you know, wow. Yeah. yeah. I hear audiences really ate him up. What? <laughs> Kent, what's your number two? Tune. 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 This That's has, your number two? Yeah. So this comes out November 3rd. Editor's note. Wouldn't that be nice if this came out November 3rd? Really disappointing. Shame on you, Warner Brothers. Uh, it stars Timothy Chim- Ch- Camembert, Rebecca Ferguson, Austin Butler, who played Elvis. That's right. Austin Butler is in Austin that. Butler. And he plays the villain that Sting played in the 80s uh-huh. one. And he looks menacing. Christopher, a, Christopher Walken. And I'm a little worried that Austin Butler is now going to become that villain. Forever. Until his next role. He gets, yeah, he got to get stuck in a role. Uh, also, Zendaya Coleman and Christopher Walken <laughs> as Christopher the Emperor. Walken. I just still picture Austin Butler's like, hey, you want some spice? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think this one has a 56% chance of releasing. I say over 50 because this is the movie that they're like, hey, we're probably going to push this one back. But once again, the whole IMAX strategy, if this movie comes out when it's meant to, beginning of November, it's going to own IMAX for like five to six weeks. Why not keep that? Editor's note. So sad. You know, in the first Dune... Didn't make a ton of money. Like, it made okay money. but They it weren't going to greenlight the sequel unless it did well. But right. it, so it and, did and well it, enough. And it did well enough. But I don't expect this to be like a $800 million movie. I just expect it to be good and make somewhere near but about what 400 What if it is, Ken? What if it beats Aquaman? Oh, please. Absolutely. What if it beats Five Nights at Freddy's? I, you know, sure, I but, but I am excited. I think hopefully the politics and the, the world building is taken care of, even though we're going to get to see more of the Emperor. Oh, and also Florence Pugh is in this movie, yeah. too. Would you consider uh, her a draw? No. Okay. I think she's a great actress, but not a draw yet. She's reliable, but yeah, people don't go out to see her. Yeah. But I, I'm excited to see like villains that I can hate. And I think that's what yeah. Dune 2 will provide. That's why I pick Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, precisely. Villains I can hate. <laughs> yeah. uh, like Bonnie and Chica. Yep. And uh, Freddy Moo-moo. Fazbear, obviously. M-moo-moo. Oh, go yep. on. Other characters? Cowbear. <laughs> I think you just spoke that into existence. <laughs> There's going to be the next game. It's going to be the next animatronic. It's going to be Cow Bear. Watch for it. Actually, I'm terrified of Cow Bear. Oof. This is going to shock He's you. It's got horns. <laughs> the, the movie is not actually called Tune. It's called Dune, colon, part two, which tells me there's going to be a part three for some yeah. reason. It just feels. I, I think so. Finish part the story. two. Right? It's not Dune, and colon. I haven't read the book, here, so I don't my know My issue with it is mm-hmm. I love Subtitle. Denis Villeneuve. But I want him to work on another original movie. It's been a while. And I think uh, working on a franchise like this, it stalls him from doing that. So I want to see more, a little more creativity. Great. If he finishes a trilogy, fantastic. But I'd like to see him make something else. But he's got to make that money, Kent. Truly. He's got to make those sand dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about, uh, you have honorable mentions? I, I do. Uh, Hunting in Venice was my honorable okay. mention. Five Nights at Freddy's, honorable Jeez. mention. Ha. Uh, Godzilla minus one. That trailer made no sense to me. Why? Just because it was... Because uh, it's Godzilla. I don't know why it's, why it's minus one. I was like, explain the minus it, one. It's just kind of like an anime naming convention. It's just meant to kind of throw you off. But is it a prequel? Is it minus one? It, it might be. But I was... Granted, You're let's, overthinking let's it. go all the way back to the Godzilla show. We. Oui. But yeah, when Nicole and Chris had us watch those, there's a lot that were weird, but Shin Godzilla was cool. And this looks to be taking uh, off of that. So that'd be cool. And also a movie I saw at Sundance that I freaking love, Flora and Sun. And this is going to air on um, Apple TV+. Plus. Mm. And this has Bono's daughter, Eve Newsom, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Of course. Wow. It's great. Wow. And it's directed by Jay Carney, who did Once, Begin Again, uh, Sing Street. I love that did guy. Did he direct anything good? Kidding. Kidding. Yeah. Actually, he, kidding, kidding, kidding. He never directed anything good. That great. That great. <laughs> that great. 
Joel, what about you? Honorable mentions? Nothing really to talk about, although I definitely am going to look up The Killer now. Yeah. That's one where I was yeah. like, okay. But it was, it was interesting to see kind of what was available and what was coming out at the end mm-hmm. of the year and be like, wow, we don't really have any sort of like wow movies. Yeah. But there is one that definitely caught my attention, one that I went, I really want to see this. Your number one. My number one pick is Animal Crossing Christmas Festival, colon, the movie exclamation point. What? <laughs> it's an Animal Crossing. I've never played the game. It's, I've been waiting for the movie so I can understand the game is better. Is it Tom Nook? Is that the main character in Animal Crossing? I have no idea. People may go see this, but it's going to be like the draw of 2020 that brings him to this movie. Like, I remember when I was sad and inside and played this game all day. It's coming out December 1st. This Oof. is going to be Christmas movie. No, I actually picked Napoleon. That's okay. my number one. Oh. Why, you may ask? Because I have been, since the days of watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> I have been fascinated with the Ziggy character Piggy, of Napoleon. Ziggy Piggy. Slide. Um, but no, I, I think the story is very, intri- Napoleon's story is very intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I was a little worried that this was mostly just going to be about his love story, which that's going to play a heavy, a heavy hand in it as well. Right. But I heard uh, this film will have six major battle sequences. And oh, Ridley cool. Scott can direct yeah. battle sequences right. very well. And this is going to be coming out in theaters, but then released on Apple TV Plus at a later date. I think that Joaquin Phoenix, he's not my favorite actor. No. I, I think he's a little bit too method for me, if that makes sense. Is it hard to remove him from the performance now? I just think every time I watch him, I'm like, oh, you think you're so cool. Yeah. And I, I hate that I feel that, but I do. Because right. I'm like, he's so acting. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean confidence and ego is what made napoleon the legendary war strategist that he is Mm -hmm. so and i always like to learn more about history even if it's a little bit fictionalized it gives me those kernels of kind of stuff i remember like oh yeah they did that and that and that in visual form right so napoleon comes out november 22nd and i'm i'm probably gonna have to wait for clear play but i'll watch it eventually please bless is good well i i I, based on everything that's been said i already know kent's number one is that obviously iron claw Tell yes. me about Iron Claw because now it's my new number one. Iron well, the the Iron Claw is the uh, you've probably just heard it as the wrestling movie that Zac Efron's in. Oh, you're right. That comes yeah. out at the end of this year. Yeah, it's a it's the the film is centered around the Von Erich family, a dynasty of wrestlers from the 1960s onwards. There's the wrestling movie. There's a good chance it might be really good. Yeah, we'll see if it comes out. It's slated. Zac for Efron like has a, been really trying lately, and I keep wanting him to get a success again. Well, this one, like he he's bulked up quite a bit and i think he wants this to be kind of a dramatic piece similar to the wrestler he is he, this is slated for like christmas day release okay Let's see if this comes out hmm. but they've been working on it a long time uh little weird honorable mention could be good i don't think this is your number one zach what's my real number one your real number one is rebel moon it's rebel moon of by course. director zach snyder who shocker right yeah once wow. again going with favorite directors for the entire top five and honestly at the end of the year, even though there's no real like massive movie to end the year, I think even any effort by any of these directors is a great thing. So you're not... <laughs> Your number two is Denis Villeneuve, and your number one is Zack Snyder. Uh-huh. Hold on. So and a Christopher Nolan movie came his, out this year, by his, the way. His five, his top five. We've got Ridley Scott, Martin Scorsese, David Fincher, then Denis Villeneuve, now Zack Snyder. This is like a who's who list of directors. And you directors. already had... And I already saw a Nolan movie You already movie had a Nolan year. movie this year. Yeah. You're Isn't spoiled. that awesome? You're spoiled in it, 2023. This is missing one thing. There's no Edgar Wright movie this year. Oh. Well, you're ruined. You just broke my heart. I know, I'm sorry. And I don't Sorry. even know if he's working on another movie right Ken, now. You, uh, after I watched, you were here when I watched the trailer yeah, just for, for this. Yeah. What did I say after I watched the trailer? That is so Zack Snyder. No. What did you say? I said something effective. Okay, that was the Dune trailer. Now, where's oh, this yep. other trailer? Yes, yes, you did. It felt very similar, although I was intrigued. I'm not going to downplay it because it was like, That actually may be, I mean, it's, it's a reaction that people will give, but I actually think people will immediately go, oh, it's Zack Snyder's Star Wars. And that's the problem with the name Rebel Moon is I think people are going to think it has something to do with Well, let Star me Wars. give you some of the background. I, this is reported, and he's done a few interviews about the story. He's had the story idea in his head for about a dozen years. And in fact, he was going to pitch this as a Star Wars movie. He had wrote a nerdy Star Wars movie for himself, and then the whole Disney thing happened. And he's like, that's not going to happen. I don't think I'll be working for Disney. I like too much creative control. And so he changed the story around, made it his own thing, kept it in his back pocket. And then finally, when he's got this crazy deal with Netflix, regardless of Army of the Dead not being very good, Mm. they said, hey, we'll finance you and trust you. And here's the weird thing. This movie, by the way, it's two movies. 
the the first one is being released December twenty second. The nah. next one is being released in April. Each of those movies cost eighty million dollars to make. That's it. And that's why the price of Netflix keeps going up, kid. No, no, no. But here's the thing: that's, Joel, that's nothing. The Flash was made for three hundred million. Did you see those babies? The Flash was made by a big, huge studio. The Netflix. Uh, but don't you think, in a way, it's embezzlement because Zack Snyder can take eighty million dollars and granted. It's going to have a little spotty special effects. It's going to have the volume. But the movie, even by the trailer, is explosive. And I'm like, that looks like a $300 million movie. With lightsabers. With lightsabers, well, truly. They're going to call them laser swords. They can't quite do that. <laughs> I hope they do. So the synopsis of the first one is, when a peaceful colony on the edge of a galaxy finds itself threatened by the armies of a tyrannical ruling force, a mysterious stranger living among its villagers becomes their best hope for survival. Officially, this is called Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. Mm-hmm. And the second is called The Scar Giver. So it's Star Wars and Hunger Games? Could be. Honestly, we've seen genres mix up so much. And what's original anymore? But to see Zack Snyder make a, even a Star Wars movie, I'm stoked. And I haven't seen Sophia Botella, who is the main star in this one for a while. Anthony she Hopkins, was in The Mummy. She's in The Mummy. The Mummy. Yeah. She was in Kingsman Kick as Butt. Giselle. 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 Yeah, it's Giselle. Giselle. Giselle, that's right. Anthony Hopkins plays a robot. Charlie Hunnam, Jamon Hansu, Ray Fisher. A lot of just character actors. And maybe that's why he was made for so cheap. But at the same time, I'm totally down. And I do want to see something new. Dune 2, I think, will be incredibly solid and probably the better movie. But the story that I feel is more unique would be Rebel Moon. So obviously, Snyder has to be my number one, even though, yeah, he totally let me down with Army of the Dead. Um, but we'll see. Parent, I just oh, added that. Oh, oh, and Tom Holkenberg is doing the score. Oh, Junkie oh, XL. Wow. Yeah, so Joel, uh, I know that means nothing, but yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, I've just added that to my honorable mentions, Kent. You've sold me. I'm now intrigued by this. How so? Rebelman. Well, I was going to say just the, the cast, when you start listing them off, I'm like, that's a pretty solid cast. Yeah. And the fact that it is, please don't take this the wrong way, the fact that it is Star Wars fan fiction Yes. Makes me go, yes. okay, this could be fine. I, I actually think that Snyder has a good chance of succeeding outside of an IP because he's he's not held down by the expectations of what should be. Okay, can I talk a little bit about that? This movie is being released that day, PG-13, okay? Yes. Okay, good. And then rated R. What? Oh, because he's doing a director's cut? He's doing a director's cut. He's already said uh, there will be a longer director's cut of each of these movies. But isn't that cool that there's a PG-13 sure, movie yeah. and a director's cut? And it's not Warner Brothers saying, mm, maybe you can make this movie eventually. Sure. So this is him just saying, you want the Snyder cut? Now I'm going to do it with every movie I do. The problem with this, other than you know him being the cinematographer, is that Netflix is behind it because the way they run movies is so horrible. They really don't know how to like market or release no. their movies. No, uh, And it may run in theaters. If they don't release this in theaters, it'd be a mistake based on oh, the trailer. This looks like a theater movie. Yeah. For sure. Um, and it was all, so it, I believe they want to make this at least a trilogy. Yes. So there's the two announced movies. There were two, you know, two movies filmed back to back. I think that he wants to make it a trilogy. Yeah. And uh, I've also heard talk of a video game. Yeah, it's already time. been worked on. So. Mm-hmm. As well as novelization of the film, graphic novel, like Netflix gets like a little too big for their britches. They're like, "Hey, hey, Snyder, can you make an Army of the Dead world?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And then they make whatever, uh, and it may not actually and pan that's out. That's why the prices of Netflix keep going up, folks. Uh, everything. Snyder is quoted as saying, "My hope is that this also becomes a massive IP and a universe that can be built out." Yeah, which you know the the IP all has to start somewhere, right? Right. Uh, being intellectual property, we should yes, that for yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there was once. Only one Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> Once upon a time. Crazy. And then there's Kip X. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe they're finally releasing that. It's been pushed back so many times. I guess you could say it's going pretty serious. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am so... That's on the tra- That's on the poster though, right? La Family. <laughs> Instead of La Fonda. Yeah. La Family? La Family. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. our picks for the Woo. upcoming thing. Kent, you want to run through your flops real quick and I'll run through mine? All right, starting from five to one, it's The Nun 2, Trolls Band Together, The Hunger Games prequel, Aquaman 2, and The Marvels. Joel? And mine are Wonka, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, The Hunger Games, The Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes, The Marvels, and Trolls Band Together. And my most anticipated is Napoleon, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Killer, Dune Part 2, and Rebel Moon. Joel? And my five want to see for the end of the year are Dune Part 2, Dream Scenario, Five Nights at Freddy's, A Haunting in Venice, and Napoleon. Ha ha. Ha ha. But let us know if we missed any of the ones that you wanted us to talk about that are coming up for the end of the year, or let us know if any of the ones we talked about interested you and brought to your attention, much like Kent uh, made, made Rebel Moon on my honorable mention list. Yay. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Twitter. We want to hear from you. 
But before we go, we'd like to give some love to our patrons, those that support the show and help us keep doing what we're doing here in the Bacon Cave, including the I Am a Listener tier, which consists of Taylor Sanderson, Sir and Madam Hicks, Scott Sprague, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kukowski, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Briggs is Hot, Angela Plotz, Andrew's Doing a Big Jump, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our Baking Council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole D. Kale, Johnny English the Brick, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glow Clint Daniel, Debbie Foster, and Picker. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the five knights to our Freddies. <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and follow us at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch and then if you like the show you like what's going on here and you want to support us further visit patreon.com slash bacon sale where you can get all sorts of fun behind the scenes benefits um support starts at just three dollars a month uh so until next time oh hey guys i just talked to holly about uh, which the movies we talked about which ones are going to come out this year Mm -hmm. and they said you get nothing you lose good day sir Wood. I, I would say no. no. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny. Like, I did? I did? What? This is a total flop, and I love to see it. There's CGI Oompa Loompas wagging their, their bums. You have to join our HOA of chocolate factories. It's oh, literally been my favorite joke since 1998. Don't take it from me. I was not enamored or enamored. Her dogfish steps on a bee. I wrote the story on a napkin. Yeah. Here you go. In a cave. He can read the script. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Kent. I don't care about any of that. China loves the ocean. I blame Modoc yeah. for most things. It literally is the gift that keeps on giving. What? You know what? So is dysentery. <laughs> can we trade him to Gen Z? There's two Napoleon, two Dynamite, and yes. there's just Dynamite 7. Yeah. Kip X. The Uncle Rico <laughs> Extended Universe. Movie? The pink one sucks up other creatures, takes their powers. I hate one. sand. Of course. course. <laughs> jump, jump, make go scare. Jump, scare jump, go, scare ah. me. Me go, ah. <laughs> me like, ah. Exorcist go, ah. Freddy Fazbear, obviously. Moo, oh, go yeah. on. Other characters? Cowbear. It's going to be the next animatronic to be Cowbear. Watch for it. <laughs> Actually, I'm terrified of Cowbear. Dude. Got horns. <laughs> oh. Well, you're ruined. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm sorry. The family. Hey, you want some spice?